0: Okay, we're going go live.
1: Travis, all right, hold
0: on. See? It takes a second. All right. We're live now. See, live up in the corner. Perfect,
1: yeah. i just seen it.
0: All right, in the granite with my special guest, Travis, the outlaw, Demko. He's got a lot of other AKAs. Good kid. i seen him training for his last fight. Uh, gentleman, very respectful to his elders because that's what i was always taught and unless someone gives you a reason not to and then you fucking you know give them a four soda. piece on a soda right but you you were very and you gave me a little interview there and i didn't even want to do that to you because you were training but you did you were nice enough you were very respectful and i i really believe you deserve uh your time bro because i got friends we watch mixed martial arts every friday and saturday night together i don't go out drinking. i haven't had a hangover since 2001 so I'm constantly watching mixed martial arts and boxing. That's why I've always done boxing, but mixed martial arts, especially these past two, two plus years, like every Saturday, how can't you watch 15 fucking elite level fucking mixed martial arts? Yeah, in my opinion, you have the you have everything it takes to be the next champ, brother. Thank
1: you, brother. I
0: appreciate that. I appreciate. I it, mean that, bro. Like I really do. You have the, you have that wrestling. You have the wrestling pedigree. You got good striking. Like you, you, train hard. And I seen it in you that day. I'm like, I told you that. I go, this kid's a wrestler. I asked you. I asked Stevie. Too. I go, he's a wrestler, huh? Because you can see it in your legs, bro. Well,
1: you, it started. It, start, it started with the MMA, and then I, uh, I started doing amateur boxing. I had about four to seven amateur fights, and That's I that's where you learn.
0: Let me ask you something. Can, can, can you clarify this for me? Because I try to tell this like fake Paul and everything. because I offered Jake Paul out about 20 times. I don't I don't hate on the kids' hustle. But I said, you want to really show you a box of fight amateur, fight golden gloves. I said, that's hotter than the pros. Will you agree amateurs are hotter than the pros? Well, I
1: mean, I, I've just seen in the gym. You see some of these guys in the amateurs, they've had 300, 400 fights. Exactly. Can't beat experience, man. Can't beat experience.
0: Thank man. you, Travis. Because I try to explain this to people, and uh, when when people call fighters like bums and tomato cans, I'm like, Hold on, have you ever been in a fucking ring? Have you ever it's fucking like, been in an I'm, octagon or a ring? I, I've seen
1: some guys that have had some short cool amateur careers and had that, have, that have had some really good pro careers. Yeah.
0: I mean, it all depends on the
1: person. To tell you the truth, but for the most part, I think if you have three, four hundred amateur fights. Uh, that's experience you can't buy even 50 to man. That's
0: just, it's great experience. Well, Duran, Duran, like people have no idea. He won 70 fights in a row and, and won four fucking uh, belts and four lighter. He wasn't even a natural middleweight. He moved up the middleweight to fight the, the three kings, the three kings, that's, but he was the fourth.
1: That's the, that's the problem today. They got all these guys like Javante, He fights,
0: fights Saturday, yeah. Yeah, but they, none of these guys fight each other. They don't fight they each, fight don't each other. Done. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm happy, but I just
1: look back in the day when you had
0: these guys were going up and down classes. Duran, Sugar uh, Sugar. You had yeah, freaking Hearns Mugabe up. Savages. Yeah. Sav they all fought I'm fucking three good. times a year, four times a year. You're right. I'm these guys good. need good. to fight each sure. other, make a lot of money, and find out who yeah, really they is they the best. Show who the baddest motherfucker <laughs> I think it's Crawford. Uh, that's my favorite, and yeah, that I mean, light I love Crawford. He's such a good. He yeah. he downloads data every round. He's just like, okay, throw that punch again. I'm gonna count on you. Like he just downloads take so quick. With bad oh, and he Tank Davis is another. He'll take punches like this, but once you yeah. leave it open it and forget about. it. That's why I said, and that kid, he's fighting's a tough kid too. But like you said, it's really true. 400, 300 amateur fights, even ten. Like people just speak wild. I go Wilder. Wow, was uh, only yeah. one to win a bronze medal, any medal in the Olympics with 10 or less fucking amateur fights. No one's ever done that. He did that for his daughter. He was a freak, though. He was a natural freak. Yeah, he had that fucking, he had that straight right, yeah. straight left, straight right, yeah. but he couldn't punch back, moving backwards. And I said, I said, you yeah, got Tyson that's Fury. That's Tyson Fury moves like a middleweight. And he's seven feet tall. It's not fair. He even yeah. says it. It's I not fair. So. Honestly, people get mad at me. I think he would beat Ali. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Tyson Fury, Um, like... Yeah. How can you doubt that guy's fucking mindset? I tell everyone it's mostly mental, but you have to be physically prepared because 12 rounds or 15 rounds or 10 rounds is a long fucking time. And
1: the guy's six nine walking around at 300 pounds
0: moves like a fucking, moves like a lightweight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, he came back after four years of fucking battling fucking cocaine, alcohol. I know, that's why he put on all that weight. I used to be like 240, 260 when I used to drink. Then when I quit, I went up to 325 pounds training with friends for their fights for our Battle of the Bays I train with my friends for their fights and I go like three days a week and I couldn't get on the 240 I train like two hours a day pour and so I still couldn't get on a 240 well it's because I was in my 40s you know what I mean? I'm 51 right now and I'm 225 what what's your weight class 170 165 145, one, 145. 145? you're 145. a big 145 you remind me of I, uh, go, I think I want to well, I would. You, do you still feel the? Do you still have the power at 135? Because you're a powerful kid. You look really strong to me in the gym. You look strong.
1: Well, you know what? You know what it is, man. I, I mean, I, this is the first time ever. I. Uh, I've always taken my diet really serious. Yeah. But uh, this is the first time I got down to 45 naturally, and I mean, if I can get down to 45 naturally, I can. I can for sure suck a little more weight to get down to 35. And I'll tell you one thing: I'll, I'll be a big local 35.
0: Dude, I'll tell you one thing. The weight cuts suck for these fighters. Like, let me ask you something. You don't have a problem with it, and, and I, this is what I, I want to say this to all my favorite fighters. I want to say, listen, you can go stuff your face for a weekend. That's fine because you have discipline that you made it through a fight. You made it weight. You won. Okay. But I don't care if you're going to take time off, but at least run three days a week. So that way, when you're going to camp, it won't be that hard.
1: Or just be in the gym if you're going to take a week off. Exactly.
0: At least go to the gym. Exactly, bro. Like, at least fucking, at least a couple days a week. You're a professional fucking fighter, man. And mixed martial arts, you cannot make a mistake. You get nope. fucking head kicked. Fucking, see what happened to Tony Ferguson? I was like, I was like this crying almost. I swear to God, because I love Tony so much. Yeah, he is an animal. He, he looks man. so good in the first, and that kid Chandler, I got to say. I, I did, I, I was like, this ain't Bellator, but. You know, he's fought the all the... A... The guy's got narco power. Wow. His fucking his body. But after the third round, I don't know if it, if it goes into the championship fourth or fifth round. I've never seen him. I, in Bellator, I I think I've seen him go deep. But he's yeah. a tough guy. He's got that explosiveness. You know what I mean? Like,
1: he definitely belongs
0: there. Do you like see Joe. You stand up beside Joe Rogan. Joe is like 200 pounds, right? Yeah. He's same height. The guy looks like twice the size of Joe Rogan. He's fucking honors. Like 170 pounds, oh no, 155 for that fight, right? I 155. Five, yeah, 155 with Tony Ferguson. So he's like 170, 185 on the day of the fight, right? In 24 hours. What do you think? John Jones is my favorite mixed martial arts. I think he's, I think Stipe is going to be his hottest fight, and he's going to walk through the heavyweight. And if he gets by Stipe, I think Stipe is the most well-rounded fighter. But every like I try to tell everyone, you can walk, you can slip a right hand. From Francis, you know what I mean? But Francis is getting better with wrestling. We've seen it with uh Gon. He, he you know, he had a that hurt knee. was. Yeah, I mean, everyone thought Cyril Gon was going to beat him. Yeah. I said, he just right. beat Stipe. You think he's going to let this guy beat him from France? No way. Thank you, thank you, Travis. Because, listen, that guy's story, I want to love, I do love him, right? But that's that's the problem. I always have fights. I love both fucking fighters. There's not many fighters I don't like, but there are Conor McTap, I call him Conor McGregor, Conor McTappen. Now, listen, I got shamrocks on me. I'm really proud of my 60% Irish, uh, yep. 25% Sicilian, and 15% fucking German, right? Yep. Irish people here, you know you're from town, Stoughton, right? We don't talk shit unless we fucking do it. You you fly five thousand island and then you tap and you give up after talking all that shit. Just go to sleep. Cause are making Irish look bad. Like you know, bro, come on. And O'Malley gets a O'Malley gets to handpick his fights. You should have went out on you know what I mean? But it's No, but I heard I heard if you don't tap you don't get paid. Is that true? I heard that's a r- rule. If you don't tap you don't get paid. Is that true? That yeah, I don't think That don't, don't, don't make sense. It don't make sense because you could just go out and you could be ready to tap, but just go out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Gaethje did versus Khabib. I don't think it's a bad thing to tap if you're yeah. fucking. If you're stuck, you're stuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and
1: trust me, if something's not good enough, you know whether or not you're getting out of it. You know what I mean? Somebody got the hooks in, and it's.
0: I, hey, team. you see Volkanowski with, uh, what's his name from L.A.? He got out of two fucking, two of them. You know why? Because he trains underwater and getting fucking punched while he's holding his breath. That's what it's you, fucking. composure, right? It's all composure. Yeah. yeah. But that guy, that kid, uh, what's his fucking name from L.A.? That fought? that was a war. But getting out of, those were his main, um, that's like Ferguson's DAS or a fucking, uh, or uh, one of Oliveira's favorite fucking chokes. Like you ain't getting out of that shit, and for him to get out of that from uh, Ortega, right? Yeah, Brian Ortega. Yeah, Ortega. Uh, he has those. Those were his two main fucking um, submissions. That's what he's the best at. And um, that's just digging deep, that's just digging deep and going to another place in your brain. That's it's all mental. It's all yeah. mental. Uh man, you look. I gotta say, right, dude. Like, uh you look like you were trying to cut weight. Um, two months before your fight. You're not that you looked you didn't look overweight to me. But when yeah. you said when you said one i I'm like 1.5, you look like you're one seventy kid. I do get thick a lot of people You are thick. Feet That's feet. what I mean. Yeah, you're I thick. You're thick. all muscle. I'm, a super tall guy. I'm about five days, so the muscle packs in on the Yeah, but lower to the center of gravity. That's a good thing. Yep. Yep. But uh, reach you can't teach reach, but you seem like you have the reach. When I was watching you hit the mitts you have good reach with your hooks and your Yeah. You yes. do. You're like a gorilla, brother. You're like <laughs> they're they're kind of close to my kneecaps I'm not, when, I, when I let them rest. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a knuckle dragon, but they come close to the kneecap. No, you're, you're a savage, bro. Uh, you're definitely a savage. Anyone, listen, anyone that gets in that octagon and fucking... I, 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 give anyone, I, get it, I give anyone credit that gets in a boxing ring and, and even spas yeah. with fucking they pros or Golden Glove champs. Like you said, 400-fighting amateur. You go in and fight a middleweight, like if I did, like when I used to go chase middleweights around, that's good for a heavyweight. That's yeah, good, yeah. you know what I mean? Then you then I'd spot with Sig, or uh, Pike about any of uh, Sean Gannon, God bless rest his soul, God bless Sig. The, you know long what long I mean? Paulie Gravel, all of them. Like, you know, the, yeah. you lose some, uh, Eddie McAloney was about your weight. He was uh, pro lightweight. Yeah, he was lightweight. Well, the thing is, with a heavier guy, when you go with lighter guys, you
1: have to match their speed, and that's only going to make you
0: better exactly it makes both better because then they're taking harder punches even though you're not trying to kill your sparring partner and that's what people don't understand no exactly and then he's going to be able to yeah if you i was always taught go 50 percent because you don't want this guy probably got a fight come up or you might have a fight coming up so you just like you said you just want to get better you want to get better with smaller guys you want to get better with bigger guys and uh like there's guys like Tony Ferguson and John Jones. You can't prepare for guys that throw axe kicks and fucking elbows from different directions. And that guy Yeri, uh, Yeri, who fights uh, Glover Teixeira. Alex Pereira is another one. Like, yeah. Now
1: these guys. The crazy thing about MMA is when it first started, me and
0: my father were watching. You remember back in the VHS days? The fucking Tank Abbotts and friggin', You know what I mean? Go back to cameras. I mean, the
1: game's evolutionized so much. It's it gets and better
0: and better. At the levels, there's levels to this shit, and they, the got, levels you, get better.
1: You got guys that are pro boxers, collegiate wrestlers. They got the whole package. They got everything in one. And you didn't have that back then. It was, it was mainly a, a one style base, or you know what I mean. Now it's like these
0: guys know everything, and they're doing it all at high levels now. You have to practice every, every art. Uh, how's your jujitsu, brother? Like. Uh, where is the best? Do you go to New England cartel, or do you go go down to Connecticut once a while spot with those guys, or do you just stay to your gyms the way you go where it works? Because you won your last I was, fight. I didn't fight this camp out of Lozon's, but I was with Lozon's for
1: forever, and uh, I do a lot of jits over there. But I move around all all over New England, man. I'm
0: in Rhode Island a lot. I'm Rhode just, Island's a good I'm spot. A good spot. Rhode Island's a good spot. A really yeah. good spot for training. So sure. if you're moving around, that's good because um, that's what Tony Ferguson, I, I, I heard him after the loss. He was saying, listen, I never had a, a camp. I always had camps, but I had it with different people. And I never had like a, he said he never had a, a place where he could go, a gym where everyone's trying to help each other. He was that much of a savage.
1: I just like getting, diff- just like getting different looks. And I'm yeah. Kind of a gy- I'm of a gypsy anyways, man. It's
0: hot. It's I think that's of- smart though. I think that's smart.
1: Uh, most groups of people. I I'm know, the same you know, way. I,
0: find, I understand. I, I get it. I
1: find one or two good coaches and I attach to them. And I mean, when I'm with when I'm with one or two guys, it's like a, it's like a family bond for me because I don't go out there and, and, and trust a lot of people. So cause this game's a dirty game. Too, it is know? a dirty
0: it's game. Not the,
1: it's not the prettiest game, so... When I get with people, I know, I, I really know them.
0: You know they I mean? they have your best interests in, in mind exactly. when, when exactly. a fight comes out. They're not going to feed not, you to the wolves, I'm not right? With that have my best that's right. See, you're smart, brother. You're smart. And that's why, you know, it's, it's hard it's, to do. It's taken a lot of time to tribulations.
1: i made some mistakes in my career. I've done some things, so... It's all a learning
0: curve, too, you know what I mean? That's how you, yeah, and you learn from everything, and all your experience, and all the tough times, and all the uh, struggles, training, and, uh, you know, people don't understand what fighters go through. They think it's just all glory and fucking fame and all this shit. Right. Let me, let me tell you something. Yeah, you train all those months just for them fucking 15 or 25 minutes. Yeah. And or or in, or in boxing, you know, 10 rounds or 5 or 6 rounds, 3-minute rounds, but that's a long time and people don't understand it. They don't understand it. Well, you know what they under, You know, I've seen a couple guys, they understand when they think that
1: fucking, they come to the gym and they try to do one 3-minute round and they can't even fucking get through that. Then they understand it. It's tough. And then they don't even want to finish the fucking one
0: minute, they don't even want to finish the first round. Listen, I, I, I'll admit, I, I sparred with Sig one time. After one round, I was so excited to go on drink. It was on a Friday. I go, Paulie. Paulie Gavel, I go, you can spar the next fucking three rounds. I'm, I'm going to the fucking bar. Yeah, you know, that's. I'm serious. This is an early night. I have no problem saying it, but I was never. It's not that I couldn't do it. And Sig's yeah. like, you might want to get him a one-round fight. But he, he's like, Rob, you know I'm kidding with you. You know I love you, brother. I'm going to see you at the bar in a little while. See that was our that was my problem that was our problem you know what I mean like, yeah. Yeah. you you train all week and then you go to the bars on the weekends it's just it's not the right thing to do as a fighter it really isn't I mean street fights and stuff but professionally no yeah it's it
1: I mean you really gotta be all in in this game because if you're not an all in that's how you get hurt that's how you get hurt and that's how you embarrass yourself and your family
0: yeah but you know losing ain't an embarrassment when you're fighting the elite levels uh that's why I always say, I, I always it's say, good bar- fighters will learn from their losses. You know what I mean? It's really good fighters. It's an embarrassment when you don't put everything into it. And no, you're absolutely. And you're doing the wrong things.
1: You know what I mean? If you put all your heart, your, your heart and soul into a fight, you know what I mean? I agree. There's nothing to be ashamed of. But I mean, it, it, if you have a certain type of talent and you're diminishing it with all these other things, you can go in there and lose. I, think I personally think that that's an embarrassment. No,
0: I agree. Uh, I, w- I would feel embarrassed too. If I, yeah, I agree. But I've seen so many people lose and then fucking come back and be so much better because of that loss. But then I've seen a lot of people come, become a lot worse because of that loss, and then they have that doubt, and then they get uh, a little shy when they're in there, when they yeah. want to let go, and they don't because they're they're worried about catching that punch, which you should never be worried about. You should always be fucking yep. slipping it, but you're going to take some to give some. It's just the nature it's of the game.
1: It's a crazy, it's a crazy head game,
0: man. It is. It's a head game and a half. It's a chess game and it's a, it's so mental and people have like, um, it's, it's so hard to explain, but I'm trying to get this across to people. Like people that never, like you said, just go and do three minute rounds with a boxer. Just spy right. with a boxer never mind worrying about takedowns and fucking chokeholds and fucking head kicks. That's a whole different fight. You can't yeah. make a mistake. Like you, you cannot make one fucking mistake. Now I say, I say, some of these fighters, they fighting with their girlfriends before a fight. Like their head ain't all there because they're thinking of their girlfriend. They're thinking, it's just there's so many factors that go into a fight. It's so important in the fight games even
1: leading up to the fight. Yeah. You're in a healthy situation because the last thing you need to do is go into a fight and be worrying about your fucking girlfriend, family, family. Issues, and that. You want your brain to be just like any warrior going into battle or war. You want your brain to be clear on the objective. You know what I mean?
0: That's right. The mission. The mission. How do you? You seemed really loose and happy when you were training. When I seen you, Um how did you feel going into this fight? You won the fight, obviously. Um, yep. You can you tell people uh, uh, what happened in your last? or was it was in March, right? Or oh, February, February or March? March. Fourth. March. 4th. So what happened in that fight? That was down Rhode Island, right? That was my, me and my wife's thirtieth year anniversary. That's the only reason I didn't make it. I feel fucking bad. I feel bad, bro. But I will be uh, at your next. I will be at your next one, though. I'll you you got to keep you your day. word, bro. And I didn't keep it. But I forgot. It was me and my March third, was me and my wife's birth, uh, thirty year anniversary. So it was a tough you thing can't, for me. You can't that would have been hard to explain to her to that you could to to me that you couldn't show up <laughs> Travis she saved my life so i would i would kill yeah. and die for her nah, you know what i mean, mean. Get the next one. i is. will oh you could guarantee That's i'll it. be there bro That's it. so let me ask so what went what went right for this fight for you like what, how did like cuz you can i tell this to everybody you can never have even a doubt in your mind that you're going to lose cuz you if you have that doubt you will lose it will happen you have to go sure. think you gotta be cocky, your mind you have to be straight, you have to be like, I'm gonna knock this guy out. I don't care if I get hit, I don't care. I'm shaking it off, I'll see those flashing lights, that's fine. But I am I, I am gonna fucking finish my mission. And um
1: Yeah, I went in there, I knew the kid wasn't uh, you know what I mean, I'm usually a stand up fighter, but I knew the kid wasn't really good on the ground, so I took him off guard, I took him to the ground. And uh, I got on top of him and started pounding him until he couldn't take no more and turned his back and gave me the choke. I'll take whatever I can get. I, personally, me, I want to get it and get out. I don't want to be hanging out too long in there. So I took what I could get. I, I almost fucking tricked him a little because, you know, I have such a, a boxing category that everybody thinks of it on my box. So I thought, you know what? Let me
0: fucking let me pull the wool over this kid's head to take him down. About you were you you are a boxer, but I could tell you were a wrestler the first time I saw you. So, you know what, taking people down and smashing them, but at least you're smashing them when you take them down. Let me I ask you something: Do people take people down? Like, I know it's not easy to control a guy because I know how to. I wrestled. I wrestled with the New England champ. It was my first podcast I did. He was the hottest guy I ever wrestled, but that was when I was 17. But just controlling a really good wrestler on the ground and holding them. Just not smash them, but I'd rather see a wrestler smashing a guy. But just controlling them is skill in itself. Am I right or am I wrong? Like,
1: no, I mean, to control the human body is the ultimate skill in MMA to me. I mean, if you can control the person, I mean, I think that's to me, wrestling is the pinnacle for MMA because if you can control someone's body, even you see these high level strikers, they going against these certain guys. I mean, John Jones, you got fucking Cormier, you got. Uh, Stuff. Even, even at not a wrestler, who fought a high-level striker. He's not even a wrestler. He's
0: but he's learning. Wrestling. He has a wrestling coach that's fucking... Who, Matt, is it Brown? Matt Brown? Or one of them? One of the Brown? I don't know who his wrestling coach is, but he has a good wrestling coach. One of the guys from Couture. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're but, right. I mean,
1: just mean, MMA's just such a crazy game because Ooh. you could think a guy like Nagano is going to come out
0: and stop bombing. Look what happened. He, he was, was smart That Was on. Stipe. He just. He him. Yeah. He was him. Because Stipe thought he rocked him and he went in and, expl- and that's when you get caught exploding in. He just hit him with a short left hook and then fucking hammer fits. And he was. Because that loss to Stipe, he thought he was going to win uh, Francis. And he said he was going through problems during that camp. So he walked out into that ring. He wasn't ready mentally. He said it. He, he said it in interviews. And, uh,
1: I'm, super, ex- I'm super excited
0: I am too. I'm super excited to see people try to duck his fucking kicks and his fucking elbows because that guy's a fucking savage. I think him and Stipe are
1: going to be the first fight back. That's what
0: they're talking about. September, right? Stipe said he'll be ready in September. I feel
1: bad for Stipe. I feel like they did him a little wrong, but I think Stipe right up at the top of that heavyweight. heavyweight. He's
0: the go to the heavyweight, Steve, because he defended it most times, right? The heavyweight belt, right? Yeah. And, and John Jones well. is the light heavyweight, right? And they're both basically heavyweights, 200 pounds above. Uh-huh. I try to tell people, Muhammad Ali was 188 pounds and that. He beat a 242-pound guy in uh, Sonny Liston. Marciano was 182 pounds, 188 88 pounds, beating 220-pound guys. Back in those days, that's a big fucking difference. Size don't mean shit. And that's, I think John Jones will probably, what do you think, around 230, two foil cut to around 230?
1: Uh, at heavyweight, he's probably going to be around 230, 240.
0: And that's the smartest thing he could do, I think. You know what I mean? Because he's he'll a be... a big boy. Uh, he is a big boy. That's I mean, look at his brothers, boy. for Christ's sake. I know. What a, how happy would a father, would a
1: father be Freaking having sons like that? Two kids in the NFL that are outstanding. The son's a champion. I mean, come on, you can't get a better fucking game. Yeah, he
0: comes from great G, and not only that, he has good brothers that'll make sure he stays out. You know, I hope it's not in Vegas because it's kind of like a set, you're setting him up to fail. Not in the fight, not in the fight after.
1: I mean, you know what it is, though? John Jones is such a high profile guy. These guys ain't claiming claim to be fucking inspirations or anything. No! They get, they get locked in the cage and beat the shit out
0: of people, you can't expect these guys to be the freaking... And you're the baddest man on the planet in early 20s. That's what Mike Tyson went through. Like, yeah. you, if I was the baddest man on the planet, which I I felt like I was the baddest man in my neighborhood, and that's, you know, Quincy and Boston, I felt that way. I still feel that way. But, right, that's ego. Yeah. But when you're younger, it's even fucking enforced 100 times over. So it's really how oh, you have all that money, you have all this fucking influence. Everyone loves you. It's like, how does anyone deal with that? How does anyone deal with that? Yeah, and I, and I always say to people, were you fucking there? I said, if I hit my wife, which I've never done in my life, I've never hurt a woman or a child or elderly or harmless animal. uh, Like, I've always like, fought guys that were bigger than me, right? But if I hit my wife, like, I'd put a fist to her face. Like, I would really hurt her, so I would never do it. And I think if John Jones hit yeah. his fiance, I think there'd be a lot more fucking mess no, to clean no. up. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know. No, I wasn't there, and that's why I said, "You were, were you there? No. So, you know, people just, I don't know. No. I don't either. It ain't who I am. Well, you know the casuals out there. You, you I got to read their comments. Not on my, but I just read other, and I'm just like, how stupid can you be? Like, really? Common yeah. sense, you don't even have to be a rocket scientist. Just common sense. It's it's well, not so hard. It,
1: well, you know, you know how it is, man. It's so easy or worry and talk about kids like this. <laughs> I mean, the guys I hung, hung around with, you wouldn't hear shit talk. You'd just get punched in the face repeatedly until it was over.
0: Yeah, because there's a, there's consequences for talking shit.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't even see it coming. The guys I hang out with, they'll scale on you, and there would be no shit So You'd be talking shit and get hit in the middle of your sentence.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell people the two-foot rule. If someone comes up to you two feet with animosity, you drop them first. Do so not I'm let my them... Bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get in my face. Forget about it. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't even let someone get in my face, but that's the worst. I see people let, let, letting people uh get in their face. I'm like, this person really is looking for a beating. Because, first of all, you already made a mistake letting them get in your face. They're that close now. I'm not out there looking for fights. No. I mean. No, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't je- be. I'm a gentleman through and through, and I pride myself on that. Yeah, you are. You are, bro. You know what I mean? I, I can...
1: That
0: real quick you that get like, yeah medieval real quick right yeah but i don't do like want to don't do that I'm either i'm the same way i don't want to do that either i already learned my lesson i, like I, like I do too bro i like conversation with people man. yep it's, it's a lot easier living life like that yeah communication is everything and i'm just i'm t- like the shit i'm talking about is in the 80s and 90s which a lot of people just don't understand it was a totally different era it was very violent right. Like, everyone was... There was fights every fucking day where I grew up. Like, Bro, you can't, you can't physically assault people anymore. No, I know that. No, I know that. You can't do it. No, I know. You can't do it. But if they get in your Down face... The gate, if they get in your face, you can. shit, the up, and then fucking
1: nothing was said. You know I mean? You do that
0: now, you to court. You're going to Assault battery with a dangerous weapon shot foot. I got about fucking 18 of them from the 80s and 90s. And, and that was then, and that was then when people weren't talking shit. They weren't calling cops, but still people call cops. So you're right, you're right, you don't need those headaches. So he, he's, listen to Travis here, L- listen to this young man. Listen, people, all right, please listen to this man. He's a professional mixed martial artist, and I'm a fucking, an ex-cowboy, you know, an ex-cowboy. And that's the last thing I want too, you know what I mean? But I'm ready and I will get medieval really quick. Like you said, it, it doesn't take much. It don't take much. Yeah, but you you know what? You evaluate situations. That's what you learn when you get older. You start evaluating you're like, is this guy worth fifty thousand in lawyer fees and going to court every fucking two months and then fucking have to give him a hundred thousand? So you don't have to you know, there's a million scenarios. I eliminate half
1: those problems by not even going out in public anymore, man.
0: So you humble yourself. You go home and you humble, and you just—that's why I tell people. That's what training is for me. It just humbles me, and I, I don't even have energy for the bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all positive. I mean, you yeah, know what I mean? like us going into a bar room I mean, a movie, ask for fucking problems. Come on. Well, you know what? Yeah, absolutely, a- absolutely. But if people know who you are and they act up. Well, that's on them, actually. But you're right. You could just eliminate it by not even going. Hey, listen a minute, I'm not saying I would even have a problem, but I'm just saying, in my head now, when I'm getting older, I try to eliminate as many
1: problems as I can.
0: No, you're, you're very smart, bro. I, I got to hand it to you, bro. I wish I was thinking like you. Uh, well, between 25 and 30 is when I started seeing it. When my first, my 27, almost 28, she'll be 28 in October, my firstborn, that's when I seen the light. Yeah, I just seen a whole different, I seen like, yeah, I seen it, and then a son that's 17, he'll be 18 next April, like, he's like a basketball phenom, not good since first grade, so they're they're both really good kids, so that's, and a good woman, 30 years, so that's the only reason I survived and fucking, you know, stayed home, it it was just like, uh, like, I probably like a rock star in the 80s and 90s, it's like, I know people my age that still party on the weekends. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like you right. haven't that's seen right. it all yet? Like you still searching for something you never seen because I don't know. That's more than most men can say, dude. A lot of these guys don't raise their kids. They don't raise their family, man. And I grew up without my father. That's why I never I would never let that happen with my kids, you know. You you've
1: got two awesome kids doing great things. You got a great wife, man, I mean buckled down, and you, and you did what a man was supposed to do and raise his
0: family. Yeah, it's not easy being a father, you're right. It really, but, but with a good wife, it, it makes all the difference. It really does a good mother to your kids. I give her all the credit, to be honest with you, but, you know, you have to uh, support them, you have to give them the money. That's why I was on all those jobs working through fucking blizzards, working through yeah. fucking cold, hot weather, heat waves. The only time we would shut down tunnel shafts was when there's lightning. And that's very, you know, or on the weekends, you know what I mean? But that's it. Like, you had to work in the elements. If you were up top like I was as a steward slash top man, you, you were in the elements. And those guys down below, 58 degrees year round. You know what I mean? You so do, the, do
1: to support your loved ones.
0: Yeah, you, do, you just got to do what you got to do. And uh, not only that, I didn't meet, I didn't meet my real father yeah. until I was 32. And he almost met a left hook. If it wasn't for my uncle, he would have yeah. met a left hook. Because he said, my uncle said, there's only two people that walk like that because uh, I have a strut and and he has a strut. He goes, there's only two people on the planet that walk like that in the world and I'm like 30 feet away from him and, I'm, and I love my uncle because I, I remember seeing him as a kid when I was young. And, uh, and I look over, I see my, and it was like looking at myself like 20 years later. Uh, so yeah, that, that's where I got all my anger and that's why I was always fighting because I had anger. Like uh, if you grew up without a father, you, you're kind of ashamed because you got a single mother with your friends. You're always ashamed. My mother always liked all my friends. She always loved my friends, you know, come over to my house, do tattoos, drink in my room, whatever. So I never had a, you know, it wasn't lack of love. It was just lack of money, all that shit. Because I was playing sports, winning uh, Little League championships as a pitcher, a hitter, uh, when I wasn't even supposed to be in Little League yet. I was too young. But, I you know, paperwork, all that shit, because they, they, I was that good. And then they took sports out in 1980, Proposition 2 and a half. So they took all my dreams away from me, and that's when I started selling drugs and shit. Selling joints, 2 for 5, 4 for 10, 6, 15, 8 for 20. Um, in the biggest drug pot of Quincy, uh out of the 13 boroughs, Southwest Quincy, Bruce Corner. That's where all the older kids, that's where I, you know, 100, 200 deep every fucking day. Everyone's selling fucking joints. That's just the way it was in the '80s. You know what I mean? I, I'm a yeah. teenager. You know what I mean? What the fuck do I know? All I know is I'm gonna make as much money as I can, and uh, you know I would have waited. I would have went to junior. Yeah, it was just, you know the, you guys got it a lot better because they. Well, it's I don't know special. middle school. Yeah, I didn't have a man to fucking slap me in the face and say, "Hey, fucking smarten the fuck up." I didn't have someone, and they then, and then I did go at 13 then I had a guy that molded me into like a Marine, more or less, and he he was like quick, quick, decisive decisions. Like, and he was giving me things, you know, cheaper and teaching me boxing because he's like, you're a great athlete, you're a tough kid. He taught me the basics. Then I went to Sig's father and trained with him for a while. And you know, I, I had that dream of the boxing championship, two heavyweight champ. But uh, you know, like 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 you, like kids getting away, kid, but you know, boxing doesn't pay. Amateur fights, they're not paying you. No. And like you said, 400, 400 amateur fights. Like some of these guys, I would want to fight 5, 10 amateur fights and go pro right away. That's what I would okay. want to do. You know what I mean? Yep. And that was the plan. How many amateurs, a uh, boxing match, you have over 20 or 30 or 50?
1: Well, uh, 47
0: amateur and I had 10 pro. Wow, man. So, so let me ask I, you something. So boxing... I
1: have expensive
0: Well, let me ask you: What what made you go to what made you go to MMA? Because there is because there's a higher chance of getting paid in MMA sooner than in boxing. No, not that.
1: I, I started out doing MMA when I was young.
0: I oh, that's, was, right. But, that's right. That's right.
1: That's my, right. My dad started me out into the Taekwondo, and then uh, elevated into getting into boxing
0: and wrestling. And my dad had a good friend back in the name Otto Pozo. And I. Uh, oh, I know that to, name.
1: He used to own One Step Beyond. Uh, Oh yeah. He would come downstairs. My dad would have him come downstairs to my living room. You know, MMA was really just young. And uh, I was doing that. And then I met a boxer coach, Joe Ennis. And I started doing boxing
0: with him. And I really fell in love with the game of boxing. Yeah, you got good hands. You got good hands. I really, really love boxing. You could tell. uh, I always wanted to get that. I,
1: I got so deep into it, but I always knew that I was going to end up coming back to MMA, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I had my pro debut in uh, 2020, and then I had this fight after COVID, and uh, I I ended up having a knee injury, but I really want to get, as soon as this knee injury is healed up, and I want to go on a nice little run and, and, and really make a bang at this and try to get into the big league.
0: Well, I, I really believe you could be the future champ, bro. And uh, 135, I mean, uh, that's what you want to go down to. And If you still have it's your power good, at 135, you're going to be a pro. Like I said last night, I said you remind me of Kyle. What's his name? France. Kyle, uh, Kyle of
1: France.
0: That's who you remind me of, bro. I swear yeah. to God. Like, that's who you remind me Right when I said I go, France, right away. And I'm like, because I just yeah. watched him win, like, about a month or two prior. And uh, he wasn't yeah. supposed yeah. to win that fight, I'm but he bit bit did. Well, he's training with Izzy and that fucking Volkanovski. He's training in that gym yeah, in fought, New Zealand.
1: In that
0: I was gonna he say he wasn't was even no expected joke. to win that fight. So uh, you know what I mean? That's right, and he did. And, and you know, you know, just from that one win, catapulted him. And I think that's huh. that's what it's gonna be with you, bro. I think it's just gonna be you're gonna get that call, and they're gonna say. I don't know. I don't know if you can beat this guy. Well, you could definitely beat him, but I don't know if you think you can beat him because it's you who's going to fight him. It's not your trainers.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. You go in there by yourself. But, hey, man, you gotta, you got to get an opportunity. you got to work your way up to that opportunity. And once you get it, I mean, either take it
0: or fucking, hey, what are you going to do? You know the need's going to take, you know, a while, right? You, you're not going to rush, right? Like, because yeah, a I'm lot of people make rush. that mistake.
1: I'm not, I'm not going to rush. All right, good. The, uh, Good. I got, I got the surgery for a reason. All right, game, good. So I can come back stronger. Awesome. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was something that was bothering me for a little. And uh, this fight, I really, really banged it up a lot in, in the fight. So it's just something I needed to take care of. And I'm happy I'm getting it done because when I come back, I'm going to be a lot stronger.
0: You look like you're stronger already, kid. Like, from what i seen you at the gym to now, you're already strong in the gym. You look like you're fucking stronger now, bro. Like... You got that big chin. You got, like, one of those cartoon big fucking chins. Like, you look like a fucking, you're a savage, dude. Like, I only, I got that, sa- you know I'm a savage, right? You're a savage, kid. You're a fucking savage. And I believe yeah. everything you fucking say, I believe you will do really well. And it's, hey, that. people that want to be a cage fighter, will you give some people some, like, um, some, uh, the younger guys coming up that are fighting? What what's your best advice to the young guy or or even guys that are just going to go on? Even older guys that have a boxing background or a wrestling background because wrestling, you have that deep uh, discipline. Like, boxers have a lot of discipline, but they can lose it easy. You know what I mean? Wrestlers, not as much. Wrestlers have, like, a I mean, team. To me the, the,
1: the main advice is stay in the gym and don't blow up. You know what I mean? When I was younger, I would always blow up after my fights, uh Stay ready man it's it, it will it will it will take you a lot farther and you'll get there a lot quicker because when you blow up 30 40 pounds overweight you're not ready for that fight and it takes you a lot longer to get back in the ring like you'd like to so That's I true. made that mistake when I was younger and I would blow up and I would get to get to these crazy crazy weights luckily I'm only around 165 170 right right now I don't want to get any heavier than that and I'm, I'm really with, while I have this knee injury I'm trying to eat healthy and and just trying to take advantage You look of... healthy, bro. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it.
0: Yeah, you I look really healthy, man. That. I, I appreciate you taking care of yourself because, uh, you know, the body, people don't understand this. The body heals itself. I, I'm le- legitimately disabled from landing on my head 14 feet in 2003, bringing my German Shepherds up the stairs. I grabbed the rail and halfway up, and it gave on me, so I flipped over both of them and landed 14 feet on my head. I fractured my skull. They rushed me to Quincy Hospital. They said, there's an operating room in fucking Boston Medical Center waiting for him right now. They rushed me right there. They told my, my wife had to sign. 50-50 chance I'll make it. They showed her a picture on the, uh, the cash scan whatever, MRI. They said, see that spot? It's all bleeding. We got to cut his head open, stop the bleeding. We don't know if you will have to wipe his ass for the rest of his life. We don't even know if he'll come out of the coma. We have no idea. So uh, that kind of...
1: I know you didn't get back to fighting like you want, but I mean, damn, just to breathe and being able to work out, fucking move around regular. That's yeah,
0: it's
1: a miracle. It's a miracle. That opportunity, you know, I mean, I probably about four or five years ago I had the same similar situation. I got into a car accident. I broke my back, my neck went through the windshield. I,
0: I, 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 that's why I was saying it because I knew you had that story too. Yeah, tell the people because you, you fucking had you, you suffered for a while, right? Didn't you stop it before someone found you? What's that? Did, weren't, weren't you stuck after the car crash? Weren't you stuck or something? In the car? Did, Jaws of life or I something? Like, I was... Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you know, I what, probably five, five six years, years ago, I fell
1: into some hard times. I was living on my own. and uh, you know, I was just, we like, all been there, days, brother. I got, I got drunk. Got drunk behind the wheel and fucking fell asleep behind the wheel and hit a, a tree going about 80 miles per hour. And uh, I'm lucky that I'm still here. Somebody, somebody above in the sky was looking out
0: for me. And uh, and you were strong too. To being strong, of. being strong helps too. That's what the operating He said you were, you fought to live because you were strong. And that's that's what that's part of it. But he said you had some help from up there. Someone was looking out for you. So yeah, you're right. I believe that for too. Sure. I'm a Catholic, so I believe it. I can't stand the pedophile priests. you know what I mean? Obviously, it's a big fucking stain on the Catholic religion, but you know, I yeah, still believe no, in God. No, no, no. You, I used to be, I was, conf,
1: I was confirmed into the Catholic religion you know, as I got older, I started going to a Christian church, it just made more sense. Yeah,
0: you know, no, no, I, I was gonna say, school. Catholic, Christian, pro, it's all kind of the same. We believe in Jesus and God and
1: Yeah, yeah. and then, you know what, these guys got families, that It's it's just, they don't they don't have all this tension built up. It's not normal
0: for a guy to not have I know what you mean. No, I know. You're right. You're right. Normal, no, it's not so normal. You got
1: these guys. That's why why do we have such a fucking huge problem? It's because these guys are freaking growing up in these churches and who knows what's happening. Yeah.
0: They're well, they're all saying they're, they're all they're all fucking protected at the Vatican. They're not even doing fucking bids. They're all the Vatican got their own fucking rules. And that's on my you know, bucket list. Yeah, they're they're rapists.
1: They go into the Vatican and become cardinals. <laughs> it's insane, man. They get promotions. Oh my god. That's
0: a discussion for another day. No, no, ab- no, absolutely. Look at look at Cain Velasquez. God bless his soul. Cain, you know, free Kane Velasquez like the fucking pedophile. A guy, like the
1: fuck, a guy like that should be commended to go
0: after a fucking pedophile. Listen, fuck like dude. this is That's no bullshit, deal. right? Yeah, it, it, it is the lowest. It's the lowest next to a terrorist Any, or a ra- KKK, Anybody that covers their face as a, as a coward or hurts children, fucking, I don't even know how people can think like that. And, I, and I'm a fucking savage, but I can never think like hurting a kid. If anything, you want to help kids. You want to bring them up and, and make them confident about themselves. And that's it. You don't ever want to scour a kid for life. And that's uh, it's a sad fucking thing. And he's in prison. And that other motherfucker's out on bail, right? Check this out. Uh, there was a, a guy in front, I didn't even know he was a pedophile, I was in court, this is back in the 90s, people, this is early 90s, when I was young, they, they let him out on a personal, a uh, guy with sexual charges, right, 150,000 cash bail for me for 216, selling 216, the Navy intelligence, so, just figure it out, like, this is what they do about it. they protect these motherfuckers. Guys doing fucking life for charge, and then
1: you got these. And then they
0: bring in fucking pedophiles to jail and they're the most protected people in there. Like, uh, I'll give COs a lot of credit. They used to tell, tell me, like, back in the old days, in the old places, the old counties, before you go to upstate, they say uh yeah, they, there he is over there. I go, there was no cameras back then? And they would say, you know... Do what you gotta do. You got, you got a half an hour. I go boil champ- <laughs> Hey, I go boil shampoo. I bring five of my friends. I go after I get done with them. Then you guys give him a blanket party, cause he deserves this. <laughs> he is. deserves this shit. Oh, agree, <sighs> so uh, yeah. And, and you know, you could tell by looking down there, fucking pedophile, cause he's sitting there. Uh, uh, I go, how'd that fucking kid feel? You uh, you know you think y'all scared? Well, how do you think that kid felt? You know what I mean. That kid was ten times fucking more petrified. Yeah. I can't,
1: like you said,
0: I can't even wrap my head around. I can't either, bro. Like I, I'm so. You know what? I, you know, I, I just want to say, free, free Cain Velasquez. Like peep, the political people out there, Cali, all you, all you people in Hollywood with any fucking power. Anyone that's out there in, in L.A. And I got uh, my friend George Francis, who owns Fighters Rep, the only kickboxing license in uh, Cali. He wants to go back to Miami because he's sick of the restrictions, all the bullshit there. But uh, I've always loved Cali. But to only have the only kickboxing license there and to uh, be, you know, he put on a couple shows and um, since during COVID and stuff. So he's thinking about moving back to Miami. And I've uh, been commentating, I think I commentated one of his events it's hard to do it by yourself. You need someone else that understands kickboxing and striking and everything. I need, like, a partner to do that with me. You know what I mean? And um, I will do it for him because I like the guy. He's a dear friend of mine. We became close. You know what I mean? But it's good to know people like that. You know, Travis, like... He knows your. He knows he knows your weight class. He'll watch that. He'll know your weight class. So he knows you can go in there and fucking scrap. And these guys bite down in their mouth. They're amateur and pro. You know what I mean? So he has like six amateur fights and then six pro. He had the Silva's, uh, Anderson Silva's son, on his last cards and the cards before that. That's awesome. That's and I uh, and I seen them lose. You know what I mean? I'm like, even Evander Holyfield's son uh, a couple weeks ago. He got fucking face fucking first. I'm like, damn. It is a vicious game. So, so, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Say it. Say it, because I want you to tell these people that are coming up and want to be cage fighters or, or boxers. Please say it, it Travis. Just,
1: it don't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your dad did. It doesn't matter about any of that, man. If you got to put the work in the gym, and if you want to be a good fighter, it's up to you, man. Ain't no one holding your hand. Trust me, a good train is a good thing. It's great to have uh, somebody speaking in the air and speaking. Good at, I think that's mentor, good at you. A mentor. A so, mentor figure. A mentor. Exactly. Yeah. But you got to be doing the fucking late hour sessions. you got
0: to be doing your road work because nobody's doing that for you. And that's the hard work no one wants to put in. Like that. that's what you always see me say during the live streams during the winter and stuff. I'm like, do you think anyone else is doing this with a bathrobe on, sweating like this? Do you think I want this? or No, I do because I want to sweat. And I want to fucking humble myself, and I want to get in the best shape I can possibly get in. And this is the role work, what you're saying. Push-ups, pull-ups, running, wind sprints, fucking shadow boxing with heavy ends, jumping rope. That shit will humble you, but people want to just go in the gym, lift weights, and and don't even spar enough to hit the heavy bag and this and that, and think they're going to be all right, hitting mitts and everything, and not spar and not putting in the work, like you said. to um, yeah, put yourself through a little pain to
1: friggin' To, to see success. You, know, right? you have
0: to walk through hell. Yeah. You have to yeah. walk through hell and you you literally have and I, I know what I've gone through in my life. Uh, the, the biggest white kid wanted to fight me in Concord uh, in ninety ninety one, and I, I never seen him train and I, I'd be lifting weights from my friends, right? From uh, Juvie, from Dart and shit and then I hit the bag after. You know what I mean? For half an hour to lose something Remember, I told you I didn't like that stiff feeling after lifting weights. Yeah. So he told my cellmate he wanted, to, he wanted to fight me in the ring and back then they would allow you to do it. They put the head, you know, you put the headgear on, and one of the rec COs would be the ref. And they had four other rec COs. But all the convicts are down there, you know, like uh, two, three hundred, four hundred out of three thousand inmates. You know what I mean? Convicts. State prison. So I TKO'd this guy in the second round, right? They ship me out there the next morning. Now, meanwhile, you got guys in the hole for cutting uh, CO's throats with fucking shiz and shit. And they're, they're, they're fucking sending me to a different fucking uh, SECC and fucking Bridgewater. The next morning, and I go, I've only been here for a month. It takes like three to six months. And the cops said, the two cops were driving, said, listen, someone was afraid of you. Because this never happens. They go, yeah. someone was afraid of you. I go six one, two twenty, they're afraid of me. The guy fucking TKO'd was fucking six seven, fucking three hundred and thirty pounds and didn't he look fat. He was like yeah. looked like a Nebraska <laughs> fucking offensive lineman. Yep, yep. But uh when you Listen, when, you, when you're in prison and you got Latin kings coming up to you and get real gangbangers coming to you saying, White Tyson, wow, what a fucking job. And people saying, kill him, kill him. And I'm tossing the fucking CO that's rep. I go, pushing him away because you know how it is when you're and, and in prison too. Like, you, can get a lot of, you can get a lot of respect for violence. Well, yeah. And that's why I said that. I go, I never see this guy working. Out. I, and it was my friend, my cellmate's friend from the Cape. I go... I go. This guy's better off fight me like right, right in the fucking unit or out in the yard. In the ring, I'm gonna hurt him. I go. The second round, he ain't gonna be able to keep his hands up no more. I'm gonna cut up the ring and I'm gonna fucking corner him and I'm gonna lay body and head and body and head. I said, I'm, I'm gonna have to take a couple punches during the first round because he's a big kid. But that's not that you just see that flashlight, you shake it off and you just that dog, you know, uh, till till you till you start landing your punches. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but like I said, I was exactly right, Travis. It's like, um, I really believe uh, if you don't see it, believe it, achieve it, just like Bisbee say, shut the fuck up. That's not what you want to say at a press conference. You want to say that like on a podcast or something, right? But you yeah. can really believe in something that much and it will happen. Yeah. Like if you put the work in, if you're physically ready something and mentally. Dreams become reality. Yeah, but you have to put this hard work in, right? The training. Like and it's in ninety percent of the fight is mental, but if you're not prepared physically, then you need to use hundred and twenty percent and they say we only use ten percent of our brains. So how the fuck you you have to be prepared. You have to train like a savage. I agree, I agree my man. I so agree. so your first uh day back today training you you, you were telling me or, or physical or something, right? You told me I
1: started uh, today is actually three weeks post of my surgery. All right. So I started P T the week after and this is the I got the first day to get, get going to so start lifting my upper body. So I need it man. I need, I need it for my brain, I need it from for my well being. Same
0: same it, that's why I do it for my brain. You're right. That's why yeah, exactly I, why I do it, brother.
1: I need it man, because if I don't have it
0: it, it we start it, getting it, squirrely, right? But, you start getting squirrely, yeah. right? Idle time is the devil's play thing and this is what people need to it understand. Is. If you go out and train and sweat every day, you'll be a nicer person, you'll be a humbler person, and then you'll realize, you know, you know, there is someone always tougher and all that, but if you're going to get into fighting, you need to add that, like you said, you have to be a warrior, first of all, you have to be a warrior, and you have to test yourself. You have to go and actually experience it, like, like at least sparring, at least amateur, just to see, because you have to eat, sleep, breathe, fighting. That's what you have to do. You have to study it constantly. I agree, and You have to study your opponent. Travis, listen. Um, I know you're going through a lot of stuff right now. I know you. You took time out of your day to do this for me. Uh, you've shown nothing but respect since I met you, met you. I consider you a good friend right now. I'm really happy we, we met. I'm really happy you've been very respectful. So now I could give it right back to you. You know what I mean? Like I like I did from day the first time I met you, and you gave it right back to me. So. It's a good thing. I think I believe everything's preordained. I think like God lets us meet people that are good people, and we all have the same goals. You know. I appreciate you having me on your podcast, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you are welcome back any fucking time you want. And when you start feeling like you're ready for another fight, we're gonna promote you right now and rush out MMA. Uh, the commentator over there jay he would like to have you on his podcast whenever you're free next time in the next month yep. or whatever you know what i mean because he has four thousand we, we got four thousand solid over there and we got a good solidarity and everyone's fucking mixed martial arts fans so it, it, I this, hope, this this is gonna I be good i hope i hope, i hope your podcast keeps growing man you it will you're an awesome guy thank you man it means That's a lot coming from you bro it does okay. it does and we want to give our Stevie Jr. a shout out, Jimmy Farrell. Anyone else you wanna uh Q, Travis, tell people where they can find you, please? Uh on IG and everything and everything. Uh, I'm not on much of social media, but for, uh, uh Instagram, Instagram. Uh, Travis the Outlaw Demko, Travis underscore the underscore outlaw underscore demco. And I and I'm a friend with you on IG, so I know that's exactly how it reads. Um I'm just learning tech, like, over the past couple of years, so I'm learning better and better. I'm learning a new program, too, so I'm going to be able to break down old epic fights and show people 30 seconds of fights and, and explain what's going on with Hagler, like Hagler fight Mugabe, all these savage fights, Duran back in the day, Chavez, like, people have no clue, like Jack Johnson, Jack Dempsey, like, Marcia, like they have no clue, and I, I just want to show people and prove that, and this is... This is the way I want to do it. Bring professional mixed martial arts, professional boxers. I want to bring people in that are savages and have a good positive attitude because drama, we don't need it. You know what I mean? We need communication. Like you said, you're absolutely correct. Communication is everything. And Travis, I got your back. We, You got a whole army of Rush Hour uh, MMA. You got In the Grand 617. Always, You'll always have a platform to come. And uh, I'm going to check out your other uh, podcasts that you've been on. I've already been studying your fights. And w- you got a lot of more people in your corner now than you did uh, prior to this and podcast. Listen, at, at,
1: after my next fight, fight, you'll be the first podcast I come back, have to come back to. We'll, yeah. to, we'll, have, we'll have a nice conversation.
0: Absolutely. We'll have a lot better one. We'll have a lot longer one. Because you know what, brother? I know all of our time is fucking precious. I know that. And I'm not going to be ignorant. You know what I mean? I won't do that. I got my, I got my knee injury right now,
1: and just uh, brought my spirits up and gave me some motivation to, friggin', to, to get myself better and even come back stronger.
0: I'm really proud of you, kid. I really, really am proud of you. And uh, a lot of other people are proud of you. And they just, they, actually, real quick before I go off, right, let me go on to the uh comments because oh we got a lot of comments here. Alright Brian Powers, what's up? Domenko, my man, call me sometimes So you know Brian Powers, uh I know Brian Powers is a good dude. Yeah, I remember Brian Powers from years ago. Uh Domenko and then we got Ken, my friend Ken, uh Ken Ryu Dojo from New York City, Brooklyn. Hey, Granite and guys, Savages United. I'm gonna go fishing at 10 p.m. He, he he does a lot of fishing during the summer, but during the winter, he's all MMA. He's the producer. Of, he's a sure, so. Travis. He's the producer of Rush Hour MMA. So he's uh, you know, you got all these guys in your corner, and a lot more people are gonna see this, obviously, because I'm gonna put it right out right after this. Travis, uh, Ken, yeah, so. Brian Powers, uh. He said, peace. We all say peace. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Um, Travis, uh, good luck with your uh, rehabilitation. Just don't do nothing I wouldn't do. Like Just be careful because I'm a knucklehead sometimes. Don't be a knucklehead or be a knucklehead. Just be a smart one. And uh, just keep having that positive attitude you have and that, um, that discipline and that uh drive because I really believe you could go as far as you want to go. The only one that can beat you is you. That's the only person. And that's my honest opinion. I... I, I on God. Thank that's you so always, much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's always been everyone's biggest battle. Even mine, brother, like, obviously, like, people gotta realize, life is not easy, and it'll throw curveballs, screwballs, fucking knuckleballs, fastballs, high and tight, fucking, um it'll throw a lot of shit at you and that's tough times don't last tough people do and it's all mental people like,
1: like john...
0: yeah go ahead please like john Trump. jones
1: said i'm
0: am I'm a, I'm a sinner trying to be the best person i can possibly yeah and he, he's got the support i mean his father's a preacher his brothers like you said are really they never had no problems in the nfl and um He's got the right support system, you know what I mean, and I, I believe he's for real right now. I believe he's made enough mistakes, and I think we see that. I see. I think we've seen a diluted version of John Jones, like he even said it was a diluted version in the last three, four fights, and he still won.
1: Exactly.
0: He's going to yeah. be a problem sober right there. I think he's going to be a real problem. Uh, I know he will. Y'all going to be a problem, Travis. So. Don't you worry about John Jones, worry about Travis, cause I wanna see you as the next champ, my friend. We need more mass holes out there fucking killing it.
1: Massholes stand up.
0: Stand up, mass holes! New England cartel, all of it, right? Savages. Yeah. We're we cut from a different cloth here, people. You people have no clue out there in the world. This is where the savages come from. Here, from Mass Massachusetts people, Rhode Island, right. Connecticut, right here, Boss, all the cities. This is where the savages come from. Trust me, people. Uh, Travis, thank you so much for joining in the Granite 617. Uh, I couldn't thank you enough, and you are welcome back any friggin' time. In your next fight, please keep us all tuned in. And um, I'm going to hook up my friend Jay and Ken from Rush Hour MMA. They're going to want to talk to you sometime this month. We just want to promote you because we we all think and feel like you deserve to be promoted, my friend. Well I appreciate you too, bro. So it goes both ways, bro. It goes both ways. Teamwork makes the dream work, brother. Exactly. And I believe that a lot. Uh thank you so much, brother. Have a blessed night. Have a good night. Don't eat no cookies and milk before bread. You know what I mean? You know what you know what to do. You know Eat some meat or something. I don't know. Go don't eat know. some. go go kill an elk or some deer. I don't know. That's what I'm gonna start doing another year or two. I'm gonna start hunting all my meat. All right, brother, you'll be you'll be hunting with me anyways by then, anyways. So, exactly. all right, brother, you have a great night, and thank you so much, brother. I'm gonna go up the air. We're all going up the air. Thank you, people who joined us tonight. This will be on uh, all the fucking platforms. Uh, follow Travis, uh, the Outlaw Demco, on uh, Instagram. Not a big social media guy like myself. We're just trying to fucking evolve with all this technology. All of us are, uh, you know, all us old school dudes. You know what I mean? He's a little younger than me, though. So yeah, he's 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 a he's a lot younger than me. That's why he's, that's why he's in the octagon. But he's a savage though. He's a nice guy and uh there couldn't be a better champion at 135 or 145 or 165, it doesn't matter. This kid is one of the fucking class acts and I'm very grateful I met you Travis and uh we have mutual friends and I'm I'm glad we finally met, brother.